0: week is this powerful story of a man who's not a king, he's actually a king in waiting, but he's definitely acting like a king, and it's one of my favorite stories to read in the Word of God, so I have to share it with you in this series of King Me. And it's the story of Jonathan and his armor bearer, and I love this story so much because it's about a never giving up spirit. There was this picture that Tara gave me in college. It's that picture, I'm sure you've seen it before, of the frog. And he's inside the mouth of the crane. But he's holding on and it says, never give up. And that's the kind of spirit I want to live my life on, is never giving up. Always holding on. Even when it looks like it's over, it's not over. I'm going to hang on. I'm not going to give up. And this story is so powerful because it displays That spirit of not giving up. I'm not going to throw the towel in. And so the army of the Philistines have come against Israel. Saul has already sinned against God. And we're going to talk about that next week. And his sin has brought bad leadership, has brought difficult consequences to the army. And they're without any weapons. And so they are in hiding. They're in hiding against this great army. But this is Jonathan's response. Everybody is hiding, and rightly so they should be hiding. But this is Jonathan's response in 1 Samuel chapter 14, verse 6 says, Jonathan said to his young armor bearer, Come, let's go over to the outposts of those uncircumcised men. Perhaps the Lord will act in our behalf. Nothing can hinder the Lord from saving, whether by many or by few. Do all that you have in mind, his armor-bearer said. Go ahead, I'm with you, heart and soul. Jonathan said, come on then. We'll cross over toward them and let them see us. If they say to us, wait there until we come to you, we will stay where we are and not go up to them. But if they say, come up to us, we will climb up because that will be our sign that God, that the Lord has given them into our hands. Does that story encourage you today? Does that spirit kind of start touching your spirit today? I pray it does. And I've been praying for that, that that spirit of Jonathan, I mean, just listen to his words. The odds are against him. There's nothing in his favor There's nothing that he can say, you know what, maybe we can do this. There's nothing that is indicating that he should get up from his hiding and go and attack. Everything, everything is pointing against him. Everything is telling him, stay in hiding. Don't move. Don't make a move. Don't blink an eye. Don't do anything to draw attention to you, because if you do, they're going to come and get you. That's not Jonathan. Jonathan has a great he has faith inside of him. There's, there's, there's a never giving up spirit inside of Jonathan. He's, and, and even the test, even the, the test that he gives God, is that God, if they say to us, "Stay there," then that's our sign. we'll stay there. But if they say, "Come on, let's fight, then that must mean it's time to fight. That's a warrior mentality. That's a king mentality. That is the king me mentality. And I just believe with all of my heart that Jonathan, he knew God. He knew the stories about God. He had great faith because he had understood that God was with him. There was something inside Jonathan that was different. There was something inside of him that said, you know what? Let's toss out common sense right now. And let's believe that God is with us. And I want to share with you today that a godly king does not give up. A godly king does not give up because they believe that God is still with me. They believe that God will not forsake me. He won't leave me, but he is with me. And if God is with me, we could do the impossible. If God is for me, Nothing can be against me. Jonathan had this prayer and this and this faith inside of him that I'm praying that will be inside of you. Because when I look at this scene, when I read this story, I believe this is how people of faith act. I believe that is how people who know who God is. This is how we respond in life. That this is this isn't just a one case scenario. This isn't just one guy, but this is a person who represents those who have been in God's presence, those who have read the stories and believe them, those who have experienced God and his strength that is overcoming and overwhelming. This is what I know. Life is filled with problems. There are real issues that attack us. There is sickness out there. I'm not that type of person that says, oh, no, don't claim your You're you're, you're sick. Don't do that, and there's snot running down you, and you're all red in your face. Oh, no, 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 don't believe. You're, You're not sick, brother. No, no, no. There's sickness that attacks us. There's problems that come against us. There are difficult issues. But I also believe, and I also know that the presence and power of God is also real, and it's also filling our lives, and He is with us. That is my faith. That's just like Jonathan. He he saw the he saw the Philistine army. He knew that he didn't have any weapons with him, but he still believed. He still had faith. He still wanted to do something for God because a godly king does not give up. And as I was praying for 2022 at the end of 2021, I have to confess to you that I I was I was beginning to get a little depressed in my heart and in my mind, I began to think about you know starting to plan and what are we going to do this year, and what can we do this year? And what should we do this year and it had been two, almost two years of just not knowing what to do and, and just as many churches across the board have experienced the loss of momentum there, there was this loss of momentum in the heart of a pastor. I had 23 years of ministry that I could count on. If I plan this, this is what's going to happen. If we start preparing that, that will take place. And it was like we were coming to the end of the year, and another year of just not knowing what was going to happen, and I just began to think about the planning and and beginning to think, well, what's the point? Why plan anything when something's going to change anyways? Why plan this when I don't even know if that can happen? Why do this? If that's probably not going to have an impact, you know, maybe nobody will show up to that. You know, just all of the no's, 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 and the, the negative thoughts begin to come in. And I began to pray and seek God, and I just I, I just heard God's voice that said, I am here. And I just finished preaching that message about the wise men recognizing the Savior in a toddler. I just finished preaching that message about recognizing God as he was a toddler. And I began to encourage myself, and I said, Sid, it's my turn. It's my turn to acknowledge that God is here, despite my circumstances, that God is here in the midst of all of the problems and all of the issues. God is here. And I began to recognize him, and I began to worship him, and I began to praise him, and I began to declare, God, you are here faith began to rise up within me. The faith began to grab a hold of my heart. The fear began to go, and the doubts began to run away, and the worries began to flee from my heart. I began to trust in the Lord. I began to put my faith in Him. And, you know, I'm going to share with you just, and I shared with you last week, some of just some simple things, some really just simple things, but but things that I believe are important, things that are dear to my heart, and we're going to keep moving forward in God, what God has us doing. And I just believe today that God is calling us that this is not a time to give up. It's never a time to give up when Jesus is with you. It's never a time to throw in the towel. It's not time to walk away. It's time to hold on to the hand of God, and He's going to bring us through. Don't stop loving and working on your relationships. Don't stop being nice and being patient. Don't stop praying for your friends and for your family members. It's not time to throw in the towel. It's not time to give up. It's time to rise up in faith and say, let's do something. Let's serve. Let's give. Let's go out into our community and do something for God. I believe it's time. Like Jonathan, it's done hiding. I'm done hiding. I'm done sitting around wondering what's going to happen next. I'm done. And I out there, I see that there's a great army, but I just, I'm saying to you, my armor bearers, and if I could be your armor bearer, I, I, you know, say it to me, and let's go do something from God. Let's believe for the impossible. Let's believe that God is with us, and that he's going to help us to do things that go beyond our own abilities. Jonathan, he was done hiding. Remember, they didn't have any weapons. they looked like an army, but they were not equipped like an army. Jonathan, though, he was done hiding. He saw the problem, and he declared this very deep and theological statement. He said, God can save by many, or he can save by few. That is a very deep theological statement, and it's very practical in nature. I want to declare to you today that God has no limits. He Sovereign, God has no limits. He is sovereign. And Jonathan took that information and he threw out common sense. Common sense, as a general says, if you don't have the weapons, if you don't have the army, you do not go out to fight. You hide. Common sense says if you have no weapons, then you hide. But Jonathan had something in his heart. He had faith in God. He had something greater than common sense. He had godly wisdom. He had the Spirit of God who, the Spirit of God that had formed the world that was spoken into existence. That same Spirit was upon Jonathan and he saw something. He was able to look beyond the natural and he was able to see the supernatural. He was able to see God's hand moving and he said, God, you can save by many, you can save by few because you are God and you are not limited, you are sovereign. Life is filled with problems and difficulties, but this today I declare that it is also filled with the presence of God, the truth of God, the love of God, the hope of God, the power of God, the the, the mercy of God. His mercies are new every morning. Great is His faithfulness. And that's how we build our life on His hope and His strength. How do we get through this? This morning, we prayed for Beth and her family. We prayed for Phil Ackland and his family and the Ragers. And we prayed for families that have lost the loved ones through this past couple of years. How do you get through these seasons? How do you get through it? Is that you build your life on the truth of God on the love of God and in the hope of His love and mercy. A couple of weeks ago, Tara had invited some of our former neighbors uh, to the uh, Christmas program, and they came. And she said, Sid, if they come, I want to take them out to lunch. And so they came, and I said, oh, Tara, I, I've invited a, a new guy. He filled out a Kinect card, and I, I invited him to lunch. I'm like, well, how is this going to work? We've got a new guy and, and, and this other family, and she, her husband is a truck driver, so he wasn't there. I said, well, we'll, we'll go, and so we'll, we'll figure it out. And so we were going to lunch, and, um, and Jim Morris and my friend Josue were, were talking to this new guy or that filled out the Kinect card. And so I said to them, hey, why don't you come join us for lunch, too? And so we, we did a guy table and they did a girl table. And my friend Josue had the opportunity to share his story again about how through the loss of his father and him being paralyzed through a car accident, that he came back to God, that he came back to the Lord, that his faith in God was strengthened. And I'd heard the story many times, and but he began to share some details that I had forgotten over the years, and as he as he was sharing the story in this filled restaurant with people, I was just crying once again. I, my heart was just broken again because I was listening to the sovereignty of God once again. God is not limited. God is not limited by our circumstances. And as I was listening to my friend Josue share how the loss of his father and uh, him being paralyzed and losing everything and losing his wife and finding out his son is the is, 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 is difficulty in his life. And, and now he's got issues in his life and that he was going to have to deal with being autistic now. And his son was going to be with him the rest of his life. And on and on the list went on for him. And yet he came to God. He found faith in God. He found the truth of the Lord in his life. And I began to just cry because I was recognizing the sovereignty of God, that God is not limited. He can heal or He can sustain. God can come and get rid of problems. He can remove problems or He can come and give you strength in your problems. God is not limited in any form or fashion. He is all-powerful. And our, what our, the problem is, is that we become focused on the answer. We become focused on the problem, and we become focused on the solution that we want, as it become, as, as opposed to being focused on God. That is where the problem lies. It's where is our focus. And I'm so thankful as, as Josue began to share that his focus, and I can guarantee you, and he can, he'll tell you it wasn't, a walk in the park for him. It wasn't like everything was this hunky-dory. He found God, and now, oh, I'm, I'm just whistling as, as I'm being pushed around in a wheelchair. Oh, no, he had difficult days, and he can tell you about the difficult months, but there nonetheless, God was working in his life because he kept his focus on God. He kept his focus on the truth of God and the love of God, and he was able to declare say, God, you can save by healing. Or you can say, by sustaining me, you are not limited. And we have to have that faith. Our focus needs to be in our Lord and our Savior. Our focus needs to be in this reality. Because this is what Jonathan knew. In the Old Testament, Jonathan knew that God was going to meet him in the battlefield. He knew it. He was confident. There was no doubt in his mind. He had that faith. He had that assurance that God was going to be with him, and he was not going to be left alone. And he made sure, he committed it to God. He says, God, I, I feel this faith, so this is the fleece. If they tell us to stay put, we'll stay put. But God, if they say, let's fight, I'm going to go out there, and I am going to fight. And that is the sign that you are confirming the faith inside of me. And so I'm going to go, and I'm going to fight. He had that faith. He had that confidence. And this is our confidence. And this is our assurance today that God will forgive us of our sins, that God is going to give us eternal life, that God is going to say to you that if we have confessed with our mouth and we believed in our heart, we will be saved. That is the assurance we have. So we begin every situation, we begin every problem, and we take every doubt with the beginning of that truth. That we are saved. But there is no doubt in our heart. There is no doubt in our mind that God will save us. That God will deliver us. That God will set us free. We begin every doubt and every question with that in mind. That, Lord, you are going to save me. You are going to save me when I die. Because the Bible declares that it's appointed unto man once to die. We all have an appointment. It's an appointment made by God, and when that appointment comes, then we shall face God, and we will stand before Him. And I know this, that I've confessed my sins before the Lord, and I've accepted His forgiveness into my heart and into my life, and I am confident that I will be saved. I am confident that He will forgive me, and He has forgiven me. He has cleansed me, and He has washed me, and He's made me a new person. have that assurance today. I have that confidence today. So I know that with all of my heart. And so that's where we take the enemy. You see, the enemy, he wants us to focus on our our sick bodies. And he wants us to focus in on our, our horrible jobs that we think we have. And he wants us to focus in on all the problems around us. And that's where he wants to keep us. He wants to keep us down here where he knows he can defeat us. But He knows once we take it up here, once we take it to this truth, once we take it to this reality that I am saved and I have been forgiven, He is defeated and He cannot win. He cannot put fear in us. He cannot put doubt in us. He cannot cannot come against us and cause us to give up. But He knows once we go here that that Spirit of God, that Spirit of faith will give us the strength to be like Jonathan. I'm going to come you. I'm going to meet you in battle and you will be defeated. Because God can save by many or He can save by few. He can save by getting rid of your problems or He can save you by coming with you in the problem. He can save you by giving you a new job or He can save you by giving you a new attitude in your same job. God can do anything. He's not limited. Let's not limit God. Let's believe with all of our heart today that God is with us. So let's finish the story out. Verse, verse 11 now says, So both of them showed themselves to the Philistine outpost. Look, said the Philistines. The Hebrews are crawling out of the uh, out of the holes they were hiding in. The men of the outpost shouted to Jonathan and his armor bearer, Come up to us and we'll teach you a lesson. So Jonathan said to his armor bearer, Climb up after me. The Lord has given them into the hand of Israel. And Jonathan climbed up using his hands and feet with his armor-bearer right behind him. The Philistines fell before Jonathan and his armor-bearer, fouled and killed behind him. And that In that first attack, Jonathan and his armor-bearer killed some 20 men in an area of about a half an acre. Then panic, panic struck the whole army, those in the camp and field, and those in the outposts and raiding parties, and the ground shook. It was a panic sent by God. Saul's lookouts at Gibeah and Benjamin saw the army melting away in all directions. Oh, man, it's a powerful story. It's a story of faith. It's a story about not giving up. It's a story about holding on to the promises of God. It's a story about believing that God's not going to fail me. It's a story about saying, God, you're not going to leave me. It's a story about saying, God, you've never left me it's a story of saying, God, I don't know what's happening. It's just getting worse and worse, but I'm trusting you. I'm holding on to you. And God, it's a story that God meets us right in our moment of a story of God doing the impossible for us. It's a story of God doing what we could not do. It's a story of God saying, I see you working. I see you believing. I see you praying. I see you reading the Bible. I see you being patient. I see you being kind. Now I'm going to come and do what only I can do for you. And that's what I believe. And that is what I know. And that is the confidence I have for this year that God is going to meet us in the possible as we are doing the possible, as we are reading our Bibles, as we're praying and coming together in prayer, as we're eating some, uh, some food together as men and then holding each other accountable during that time, as we're doing what is possible, that God will meet us and He'll begin to do the impossible. He'll begin to do what we cannot do. He'll begin to move in a mighty way. He will work. We live our life believing that God has no limits, that he is sovereign, that he is not limited. And when we look at our problems and we say, God, you have to do this or otherwise it's no good, then we are making that problem bigger than God. And we're not going to do that this year. We're not going to live that way. We're not going to be that way. We're going to be the children of faith, the children of God that says, God, you're not limited. I'm not focused on the solutions. I'm not focused on my answers. I'm not so focused on what I want. I'm focused on you, Lord. I'm focused on what you are going to do. And I hear your voice leading me and guiding me. And Jonathan said it. He said, I know God's going to deliver you because he has confirmed it. In my heart, God, is with us. We're going to go fight. And we're not going to give up. It's a powerful story today. And I pray that you'll receive it and believe it. God will give you the victory and the healing. He'll give you the victory and the waiting. He'll give you a, he'll give you a new heart. Or he'll give you a new circumstance. Whatever He does, He's not limited. And don't limit God. Let your focus be God. Let your focus be praising God. Let your focus be doing the possible for God. Let Him deal with the impossible. Let Him deal with the things you can't do, you can't change, you can't fix. You just do what you can do and watch God. Let God shake the ground underneath you. Let God shake the people that need to be shaken in your life. Let God work. You just keep doing the possible. And let me share just some, some practical possible possibilities that we can do this year. My last point and, and just some practical, and then we're going to pray. But I love this verse. One of my favorite parts. I love Jonathan's faith. It gets me excited. It gets me going. It makes me want to sign up for the Army, but I'm too old, so I can't. I want to go out there and do something. I want to fight. But Jonathan's armor bearer, wow, oh man, he just gets me every time. I love verse 7. Jonathan's armor bearer said, in verse 7, do all that you have in mind. His armor bearer said, go ahead. I'm with you. Heart, and soul, I'm with you. I want to tell you today, I'm with each and every one of you. I'm with you. I'm begging you, I'm begging you, take me with you. Take me with you to the place where God has called you to go, because God has called each of you to do something. I'm begging you, call me up and say, this is the plan, and I'm going to tell you, I'm with you. Let's go do this. I'm waiting for it. I'm waiting for it. I'm longing for it. And I'm going to do the same to you. I'm praying and I'm believing God speak to my heart. And he's beginning to speak to my heart. And just in just little ways, I know they're just little things, but I, I hope you're with me. I hope you're with me today. I hope you have that spirit of the armor bearer that says, let's do this. Let's get something done. Let's help people. There's too many tears. There's too many broken hearts. And thinking about a, a family, I, uh, of a, I had the privilege of making a lot of relationships obviously in Utah. And I've, I made this one relationship. Uh, he was a Utah football player, Matt Asiata. And ended up playing for the Vikings for many years, and I met him at the gym, and he was a kind guy, and I came here to, well, one year I was here at a football game for the Bears, and he was playing, and we were sharing, and, he, and, and we were talking that day, so it developed this friendship. Well, his son was, was shot. Two of his friends were killed in West Valley City, Utah. His son was shot and is in critical condition. And my heart breaks for these families. And that that and that story is you know that that's the news in Utah and in, in Chicagoland. It's what it's just sad to say commonplace. The number of children and teenagers and the moms. The other day I saw a, a young lady, a pregnant woman, shot and killed, sitting in her car. Sitting in her car. Wasn't intended for her, but she was shot and killed. There's pain out there. There's pain wherever you go, wherever you. I'm praying and I'm asking you, I'm telling you, I'm with you. I'm with you, heart and soul. Let's climb out of this muck and mire. Let's climb out of our holes. Let's climb out of our, our, just thinking about ourselves. Let's climb out of that. And let's go out to the battlefield. Let's go do something. Let's go help somebody. Let's go serve somebody. Let's go let's go hug somebody. Let's give some word of encouragement to somebody. Let's find that mother. Let's find that daughter. Let's find that father that's broken inside. And they don't have a church family like we do. They don't have a home group that they can cry to. They don't have a Bible that they can read to, but they have us. Let's go do something. Let's go climb. Let's go on our hands and knees. Just that pitch. You hear that? They just climb. Let's go. It's work. It's dirty. It's ugly, but we're going to do this and God's going to need us. God's going to need us. So I'm asking you just to be a part of a home group. If you can do that, you can use a Connect card. If you're not a part of a home group, that's how we're with each other. That's how we develop that spirit with each other. If we're if we're a part of a home group and we're not just here on Sunday, and Sundays are great, keep coming on Sundays, but home group helps us to spend time in each other's homes and build that friendship and, and build that know-how and to ask for prayer and, and to pray with somebody, to be with them, to help them. That's how the church should function. We should be helping each other and serving each other. And we do that when we're in our home groups. You can share with other. hey, this is what I need. Oh, I'm, I'm there. I'm there. I'm with you, heart and soul. Be a part of a home group. If you're not, use a connect card, fill it out. I'll connect you to groups. We've got great groups. They're all doing great Bible studies in their groups. Some of them are, are video groups with our Right Now Media. Others are just with the Bible, verse by verse. We And there's several days that they're meeting, so please be a part of a home group. Again, be a part of our prayer meeting on January 30th. We just There's just times where we've got to come together. We've got to come together and look at each other and say, I'm with you. Will you be with me? Will you say that to me? You, you know me. I am not going to overwhelm your schedule, okay? Because I believe your ministry is so important, and your ministry is at a football game. Your ministry is at the grocery store. Your ministry is at, uh, which store do you shop? I, there's so many names that I, I, I forgot. You know, your ministry's at Coles. Your your ministry's over at or- Orland Mall. I get it. I love it. That's where we need to be. And keep that in mind. You know, don't don't just go shopping the shop. Know that. Oh man, I'm gonna go shopping, but God, you must have something you, you you must have a reason for me walking in this store. Walk in with that attitude, and God will bless your time. God's gonna bless your time. So you know me. I don't overwhelm you. But we do need to come together. And I hope you're with me on January 30th as we're going to pray together. And then, men, I hope you're going to be with me this Saturday. I hope you're going to be with me. And I don't want to eat all the bacon by myself, but if I have to, I will. But be with me this Saturday, and let's come together. Men, we've got to stir our homes. That's how we get out of our holes. We come together, we stir it up, and then we go home and say, hey, honey, this is what we're going to do. And uh, there's some things down in my mind. Obviously, uh, Terry... Is, is doing some great things with hope and friendship. I love that we're going to be preparing snacks and, and, and snack packs for those who are hurting in need. And you're going to hear more about it. Pay attention to your emails, we'll tell you more about it. And um, we just need to keep taking opportunities to serve. Like I said, I'm waiting for you to call me and say, hey, I've got this idea. I'm with you. I'm with you. I'm going to invite the worship team to come back as we close out this service. Uh, I'm just going to believe God just to solidify this message in your heart. I know you're ready. You're ready to climb. Let me just climb out of this. Let me get. I'm ready. I'm ready. I'm ready. I'm ready. I'm ready to go serve. I'm ready to go love. I'm ready to be patient. Remember, it's going to get dirty. This isn't easy. You're going to get dirt under your fingernails. It's not going to be glamorous at times, but it will be worth it. It will be worth it. Would you stand with me this morning? Those online, you can join in faith. Maybe you can stand with us. We're going to sing a song of victory. We're going to sing a song just solidifying this message, preparing our hearts what God wants us to do this year. And it's not walking in fear, and it's not paying attention to ourselves, but it's loving others. It's doing what God has called us to do. Father, I pray by your spirit you'll begin to move. God, may we have this truth solidified in our hearts. There you can save by many, or you can save by few. You can save by doing this, or you can save by doing that. My question and my concern and my focus is not what's going to happen. It's you. It's you. My focus is doing what you've called me to do. My focus is doing the possible of reading my Bible and praying and serving. I let you do the impossible. I let you, oh God, work through me today. So, Lord, speak to our hearts as we declare this truth.